Welcome to the Woman-Owned, Woman-Operated Podcast, where we speak with female founders in the trenches of building a business. I'm Ronnie Wise, founder and CEO of Ronnie Wise Consulting. Through this podcast, I hope to share stories, struggles, and successes to inspire you to pursue your passions and support woman-owned businesses. On this episode, I meet Joan Aylward, also known as Chalk Boss, who is the go-to chalk artist in Boston. From restaurant menus to murals on the Freedom Trail, Joan is leaving her mark across the city and beyond. We talk about her journey from waitressing to becoming an entrepreneur, and her advice to young artists just getting started. I'm so excited to have Joan Elward with me today. Thank you so much for meeting with me and sharing your story with us. Thank you. And so if you've lived in Boston or if you visited, you've probably seen Joan's art all around the city. Do you love what you do? Is it amazing? A hundred percent. Yep. It's, it's amazing. It's great. It's never dreamed, thought that it would be a thing and it's a big thing. Where did your journey begin? How did you know this is kind of the work that you wanted mm-hmm. to do? I never actually knew that it was the work that I wanted to do, um, but I've always been an artist. Starting, say, in fourth grade or fifth grade, pretty much, I decided I was going to go to mass art. So in high school, got most artistic, and sort of everyone is kind of uh, born with a natural talent or a God-given talent, which I believe. That just happened to be mine. I just happened to be good at drawing and, and liked it and did pursue and go to mass art. Didn't know what I wanted to major in when I got there. And someone had given me a camera and I really didn't know how to use the manual mm-hmm. camera. So yeah. I decided I was gonna major in photography. <laughs> that's <laughs> so that's funny. led me down that road and graduated and got out and didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I um, didn't actually see myself being a photographer. Kind of traveled in that direction where I worked for a couple of photography studios and then got into, uh, worked for a commercial photographer. So I was our studio manager and I would book jobs, book assistants, makeup artists, um, take care of the film, the processing, that kind of thing. And then my son was born, so I kind of quit everything (laughs) and decided to do something from home while he was little. Mm. Taught myself calligraphy and started doing calligraphy as a little business. Oh wow, like Mm -hmm. wedding kind of invitations? Wedding invitations. And that, and I did that for a long time. Further down the road, when I got divorced, I uh, had to make a more of a substantial living for myself, mm-hmm. and so became a waitress. Wow! Wow! <laughs> so <laughs> I'd never done that before, and walked into a place and walked out with a uniform and started waitressing, and did that for twenty years. Wow! And was there sort of a moment where you realized, wow, I, I might not be able to do my dream, like I might not be able to do art for a living because I have to pay the bills. Right, so that was sort of the that that moment, living on my own and taking care of my son, and mm-hmm. so just had to have a you know decent regular paycheck to rely on, and so life sort of takes over and you, you've got to pay your bills and you've got to do this, that, and whatever. So the beginning phase of chalking, if you will, so I'm a chalk artist, but I very rarely use chalk. Every restaurant would have a chalkboard. Mm-hmm. So with my calligraphy background, my lettering background, mm. people would say, oh, well, let Joan wait till she gets here and we'll have her do the specials and whatnot. Um, that's how I kind of started. Wow. Honing my craft. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know it. That's amazing. And, and do you feel like, you know, school and what your sort of background experience helped you become what you what you were doing at the restaurants? Uh, yeah, I think everything just sort of led to one another. And myself, looking back on my 
other self mm -hmm. 20 years ago, I never would have thought that I would ever be doing something artistic and getting paid. Wow. You know, I thought, <laughs> you know, oh, when I have time after this shift or on my day off, it would be great to bring that side back out of me again. And so, um, you know, I really got excited about going in and making the specials and, and kind of figuring out a cool way that people would look at it. The last place I worked was Sam's on the waterfront, and okay. so we had floor-to-ceiling chalk walls. When I started working there, I said to my boss, oh, do you mind? I don't want to overstep any, if people are already doing this, if somebody you know, working here mm -hmm. does the specials or whatever, but do you mind if I just kind of make it look a little better? Oh my, of course, <laughs> yes, do it. We would have buyouts where people would come and have private parties, rent the whole restaurant, mm -hmm. and then the owner suggested, why don't we have them sort of hire you to do like a big welcome wall or Fun. whatnot or replicate their logo as they're walking in and that would be really great for their party. That would come early, make a chalk wall and then change and become the server. I didn't know really how to price that or mm -hmm. what so I thought, well, a couple of bucks is great, you know, like <laughs> fill my gas tank on the way home would be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so. so when you sort of were first starting out and doing this, how did you market yourself and say, this is what I do? Yeah, it sort of all came together at Sam's. One of my coworkers would watch me do things. He kind of said to me, you're just so good to the, at this, you should be doing it full time. I looked at him like crazy eyes, like, <laughs> how would you even do that? And he was like, well, I'm not sure, but I'm going to give you two weeks to make up a business card for yourself. <laughs> and so he just kind of put that pressure on me and I thought, oh my gosh. So in two weeks I had a business card and didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> and um, right around that time, a GM and a chef walked in from one of the real popular restaurants in South Boston. They were really basically one of my first clients. They said, I was doing something, I think it was after shift, and, oh, you're the chalk artist. And I said, nope, I'm, I'm a server. <laughs> <laughs> and so they said, well, well, we want you to come to our restaurant and do all the chalkboards. Wow. So I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. When did you realize you could sort of do this art full time and what sort of gave you the courage to take a gamble on yourself? Yeah. All of these experiences, I was essentially honing my skills. Mm -hmm. And every time a new chalkboard opportunity came along, I would put a lot of homework into it. So I would like research fonts and I was kind of already starting to think that way and starting to think about, oh, I, I, can't, I know, I'll know how to put this together. Yeah. You know, I'll know how to design this. Unfortunately, the restaurant was closing, but it was a planned close, but I was getting more and more requests. Mm -hmm. So then when the restaurant closed, I had all the time in the world to, to take, <laughs> sit, take any job. So I just started saying, yes, 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 yes. Yep. And it's sort of word of mouth uh, really got me started. Yeah. So, Joan, I'm curious, how much creative freedom are you given on projects, or does it sort of depend on the client when you're working with them? It does depend on the client and each individual, so it's all over the board. Someone may say to me, I have a little bit of a vision, run with it. And it's almost harder to come up with something when you're giving infinity <laughs> um, creative-wise. So I like a starting point or some inspiration. Do you want it to be a mural piece or do you want to sell some product on it or what do you want it to be essentially? Mm -hmm. um, and then I can kind of go from there. Typically what I do is when I take a job, I'll visit the space if I have time. I'm running out of time these days to do that <laughs> part, but kind of get a feel for their brand and their aesthetic. And mm -hmm. you know, if it's menu driven, it's pretty easy, quote unquote. So 
it's basically making lines, making it straight, picking a nice clear font to use that's easy for the guests to read mm -hmm. and order fast. And so, um, but the bottom line for me is if a client's hiring me to make that space look pretty and nice, I want to sell their product. Mm -hmm. So if I walk into a place, I'm not going to use vintage style lettering on someplace that's very modern. I want it to fit in with its surroundings and do its job. So if I'm doing an A-frame, I'm not going to put a lot of words on it to the point people are walking by mm -hmm. in mere seconds. So if it catches their attention and they know that there's a happy hour or whatever we're promoting on that, mm -hmm. they see it and they come in for it. I definitely see the A-frames that have way too mm -hmm. much and you have to kind of, you don't even catch what it says when right. you're walking yeah. by. Right, yeah, there's a point to it. They're just sitting out there so people are either driving by in seconds or walking by. Mm -hmm. And so um, less is more on those. Yeah. And so coinciding with the restaurant world, I've worked in restaurants for so long, I've seen so many menus <laughs> and written so many menus, I can kind of ask the right questions like, you know, how can we make this more concise or can we make mm -hmm. this description a little bit less? And I have a good idea of that just from working in restaurants. So you're almost consulting too, in a way. Mm -hmm. They hire you to come on, but you're also making it so that the customers can really digest the information yes. as much as they yes. are visually yes. enjoying yep. it. And, so, and sometimes I'll just sort of I'll edit things on my own and if you throw out the, um, well, in my professional opinion, if you do without, <laughs> you know, and, but really it did sound funny to me to say it at first, but it truly is. Well, in my professional opinion, you yeah. know, you can do without these three words at the beginning and just make it more concise. You've got the experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many have you seen? Probably, <laughs> you probably can't so even many. count anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you first started, was there a large demand for your services or do you feel like the market sort of responded to your work? You know, it's funny when people ask me, what do you do? Which is a typical, I think, American question. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, what do you do? Where are you from? And so I say, well, I'm a, I'm a chalk artist. And and if they care to know more, I'll tell them more. Yeah. I, I, it kind of has to be explained or it almost has to be shown. You know, I'm a chalk artist, but I don't use chalk. And so I work in restaurants and, you know, every <laughs> job is different. So yeah. it just leads into this whole conversation, which is always funny. And so you didn't go to business school, I'm assuming, or mm -hmm. have sort of any formal training in operating a company. So how did you find the confidence and knowledge to grow your business? Like when you realized, oh, wow, it's like it's a business. You know, yeah. I have to invoice people, you know, honestly, it just it just grown into a life of its own. And mm. I I had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept getting asked to do more and more jobs. And mm -hmm. so I'm fortunate enough that that happened to me and I didn't have to pound the pavement. I didn't have to drop business cards. I didn't have to cold call people. Mm. I didn't have to send out mailings. None of it. Like so every day I wake up like I can't even believe this is happening that I'm so busy. Um, a lot of my work nowadays most of my work is from a liquor rep, oh, you know, and all over the board. So they're all the different companies that represent all the different brands mm -hmm. of liquors to all the bars <laughs> and restaurants in the city. You know, they're all in all the same restaurants we are. So they all kind of know each other. They see what they're doing for marketing. So they use me as a marketing tool, send me to a restaurant, say we're going to feature this. The restaurant will come up with a drink feature and then I design it. And, and I noticed, you know, you do tag all of your work. So is that something you did from the beginning? No. Or, so when did you start like kind of saying, okay, well, I'm going to put my name on mm -hmm. this and that has to be part of the deal? Yeah. I think as, as my Instagram following started to get bigger and bigger and, and I realized that the Instagram would be my biggest marketing tool. So I just started writing Chalk Boss on everything. And because I wanted people to know that my work can be so different from job to job. So my style is not always the same font. It's not always the same design. Yeah. Um, I certainly have a lot of um, kind of trademark things that I do a lot, you know, whether it's a banner or a drop shadow or, yeah, I think my work is recognizable because it is super crisp. It's very clean. Mm -hmm. It's neat. 
that's how I describe it. So, you know, obviously your business is you and your art. I would imagine the two options to grow would be either to hire and train people to work with you or increase your prices as demand for your time and work increases. Have you thought about how you see your business evolving over time or is this something you're still figuring out now? I'm still always figuring it out, but you're very correct (laughs) (laughs) on those two suggestions. I get that all the time because I'm getting so busy, I am having to say that I'm two or three or four weeks out. But if I've worked with a client before, I like to kind of prioritize them. And some jobs I know I'm gonna be there for 10 hours up and down a a nine foot ladder. So when people say, oh, because you're so busy, you should hire someone to help you. Mm. However, I can show if you have a little bit of artistic talent or behind you, I can I can show you all of my tips and tricks as to how do I get to the final outcome. But if I have you do it for me, it's not gonna be me. Right, right. <laughs> and even though I show up to every job with a lot of homework behind me, so I've researched a lot of fonts, I've researched design, I've come up with a plan that's approved. So but when I take this sketch from an eight by ten piece of paper, I'm gonna do it on a twenty foot wall, a lot of things change at that point. So I have to make that decision on site uh, as I'm doing it. I wouldn't be comfortable leaving those decisions to someone if I wasn't there. <laughs> right, right. It's a big de- it's a big call to yeah. make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you determine then pricing and your time? You know, obviously Outside of just the work that you're doing in the day-to-day, you have to bill clients, you have to respond to email, you you have to do your Instagram. Can't do it. (laughs) So how do you you manage that time? And how you charge is super difficult because I had nothing to go on. Mm -hmm. Didn't know anybody who was doing it at the time. Now there are a few people around, but I started with wanting to build a client base. So I, I thought I was making really pretty good money at it. And I was, as I got more and more popular, I guess, if you will, or more and more in demand, I was honing my skills constantly with all of these jobs. And so now I'm getting faster at what I do because I've done it so much. So that also compensated for raising prices. I look at it as if, you know, a a new restaurant is under construction. They spend millions of dollars on these beautiful spaces Mm -hmm. and they may put a chalkboard up. So why wouldn't you hire a professional person to come in and complete that chalkboard and really finish Mm -hmm. it off and make it look like it belongs there and it's so beautiful? Where are you sort of deciding, you know, maybe to take on certain you know, projects and saying no to other projects. I may be phasing out of straight menus. Those are less of what I want to do. I like the more mural things. I'm doing more painted murals. I'm doing more mural type looking chalkboards. Those are really fun and so much more creative. Now that you've been in demand and you've grown your business, you're able to actually focus on the stuff you really want to do. It is exciting to see this job was sort of sort of thrown at me. Okay, so now I'm chalk boss and so <laughs> I guess um, you know, gonna not gonna I always thought in the back of my head, well I can I'll go back and waitress somewhere one or two nights a week mm-hmm. and do this two or three days and that'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I just never even got the chance to go back and waitress wow. one or two nights a week. And I'm, I'm not unhappy about it, even <laughs> though I do love the business, but I'm still in restaurants in yeah. some respect. So it's, it all is pretty cool. What would you tell others who may have passions but currently can't make a living from doing them full time? You know, how would you get them to to think about it as maybe something they might be able to do down the road? Hmm. So pretty much never give up on it. It has a lot to do with intangible things too. So it's luck. It's the universe guiding you the right way or it's getting to know people, the right people, 
and how they may reach out to you later in life. It's it's basically not being an asshole, pretty much. Like, just yeah. be a good person in life and don't be a jerk. You know, all of that karma stuff comes back around for sure. So if you just put your best out there in terms of your personality and be humble and things like that um, and work hard. I'm sure you had you know, ups and downs with having the restaurant closing and things where you weren't necessarily sure what the next step would be, but here right. you are today. It's that old cliche, everything happens for a reason and you may not know what it is at the time, but if I had thought that I would be doing this even 10 years ago, I don't know that I could have. So you have to kind of almost go through all of the lows to get to the highs. And so, yeah, I did spend a lot of years in, in the restaurant and no, it wasn't easy. And yes, it was a lot of late nights and long shifts and back breaking and on your feet and it's not a pretty scene sometimes um, and it's really not an easy way to make a living but I also was learning a lot about things that I apply now so even if I went back 10 years if I had some less life experiences I may not be as good as I am right now doing what I do so does your son think this is like the coolest job that his mom yeah. has and I bet he, he tells is. everyone what you do he is he's the cutest he's 22 definitely my biggest fan him and all his friends just call me chalk boss they see me everywhere or they'll tell him I saw your mom you know or they'll take a picture of me wherever I am and send it to him and so it's pretty cool that's awesome yeah I love when when kids get interested or say if I'm working somewhere and, and it's like a, a restaurant that's open and so people will watch me and I don't mind that's totally fine but I love when kids get an interest in it and I always say like the mom don't stop your kids from writing on the wall because I'm getting paid for it <laughs> and so <laughs> I love you that. know like maybe even paint them a little you know low section of chalkboard paint somewhere in the house and just let them go crazy one of the reasons, I mean, I've seen your work all over the city, but I also saw the feature in the Boston Globe, which was so cool. And they even had some of your work kind of in a cool slideshow. I read that you flew down to D.C. with Tasty Burger mm -hmm. to do their opening and they wanted the you to do it. the farthest I've been so far. It's yeah. amazing. So at this moment right now, would you say in your life, in your career, that you're successful and you've, you've, you've made it? No, I don't ever want to say I've made it. I, I think I'm doing pretty well at what I do. Again, super fortunate that I get as much work that comes in every time I think, well, you know, in about another like two weeks, I'm not going to have anything. You know, if, once I finish these two weeks, it never happens. <laughs> so all calls always come in and it's, it's fantastic. I don't think you can ever evolve if you ever say that you've um, I'm here, I'm at the top of the mountain, <laughs> you know, so, no, I want I want that mountain to be Mount Everest. Well, Joan, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. I feel like if someone listening was feeling hopeless about turning something they love into a business, I think you've kind of maybe given them a little bit of hope. I'm almost like your energy even in this room has just been so much fun. I'm like, oh, I want to do what she does. Yeah. Just follow her around. It's cool. It's yeah. the coolest way to make money ever. It really is. My office is different every single day. It's fantastic. Well, thank you so much again. I, I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for listening to the Woman-Owned, Woman-Operated podcast. Learn more about Joan and her business on Instagram at ChalkBoss. A special thank you to Joan Aylward for sharing her story with us, John Lundman for our beautiful music, my incredible mother who started her own business and inspired me to start mine, and everyone who joins us in supporting women-owned businesses in their communities. Subscribe to our podcast to hear more stories like this one, and remember, when women support women, incredible things happen.